Hello, fellow rebel capitalists. Hope you're well. So the mainstream media is now talking about climate lockdowns. And this is pretty much par for the course going all the way back to 2020, where we start talking about things on this channel and everybody calls you a conspiracy theorist. Everyone, all your friend and family member Freds are calling you Alex Jones and tinfoil hatter. Oh, what do you talk? Climate change lockdowns. Yeah, right. And you're sitting there saying, well, yeah, well, they just locked us down because of the cerveza sickness. So why wouldn't this be the next step? Oh, yeah, whatever. Whatever. Go back to, uh, you know, your conspiracy theorists, you tinfoil hatter. I'm sure this you guys have gotten this constantly. And that's what I get on this channel. Then every single time, six months later, all of a sudden, the mainstream media t starts talking about this. It's the exact same thing with pretty much, you know, central bank digital currencies check uh the cerveza sickness itself check uh let's see medicine mandates check remember every single one of these things we were talking about on this channel and you know you guys were talking about i'm sure just amongst your friends and your family members and you're probably told that you're crazy and then six months later there it is in plain day now all of a sudden it's acceptable to start talking about these things and the mainstream is like oh yeah actually that is a thing now they're doing it with these climate lockdowns. So let's get right into it here. The article is from not Zero Hedge, the Wall Street Journal. <laughs> there you go. And it is true. It's the opinion piece. But still, this is something that would have been completely unacceptable, even in the Wall Street Journal, even, I would say, a year ago. And I think you're going to see more and more and more of this. And it's... Uh, you know, it's just like that one. I remember vividly this one guy on uh, Twitter responded to one of my tweets saying, I mean, it was just like the most perfect line I'd ever heard. He said, I need I need some more conspiracy theories because all my other ones have come true. <laughs> or now, so now they're conspiracy facts. So let's go through this. The climate change emergency is coming for you. We've not fully arrived at crazy town. But the, well, I think we have uh, 2020. That was crazy town. Even 2021. That was crazy town. I, I think we have arrived. <laughs> we might be taking a quick break, but we have definitely arrived. But the urge to curtail individual freedom is visible in countless blueprints for a controlled future. And I think this is great news because the fact that they're actually willing to talk about this in a respected newspaper, and I know they lean right and all that stuff, but still, you guys know what I'm saying. There, there, they, there is no way an editor would have allowed this to be in uh, the Wall Street Journal or even like the New York Post or something like that, even a year ago. There's, there's just no way. This was too far out there. This was too much on the fringe, if you will. Two years ago, the survey sickness lockdowns, I wrote about climate control freaks, fictitiously anticipating future headline, bad CO2 day lockdowns enforced. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't know where this guy was talking about it. Maybe on his blog or something. He sure wasn't talking about it in the Wall Street Journal. So he says last month, President Biden was asked on the Weather Channel. He's being interviewed by the Weather Channel? Okay. If he was ready to declare a national climate emergency. And responded, we've already done that. Asked again if he declared climate emergency. He said, practically speaking, yes. 
There is no official emergency, but the president certainly thinks we need one. So why is that important? Because when, and I, I don't know the exact law, I'm sure most of you will know this in the chat, but when you, uh, what what is it that they did during the Cervasa sickness? It was, um, and they do this at times of war as well, where they declare a national emergency. I think that's kind of the, the technical term. And when you declare a national emergency, basically no citizens have rights. Like the Constitution, all that nonsense, yeah, that's right out the window. Kind of the whole innocent until proven guilty thing. Yeah, yeah, we, we don't have to worry about that anymore. Let's just kind of sweep that one under the rug. <laughs> so if they claim that well, the national emergency, well, what do you mean? No one's invading our borders. You know, I, I guess you know, we don't have that pandemic thing anymore. Oh, yeah, but this is even worse. I mean, it's one thing if nuclear missiles were being shot at us, uh, but this is even worse than that. And you you could hear the the narrative, I'm sure. Or, you know, how they'd probably pitch it is, well, if you would do this as a result of a nuclear missile going off in New York, well, climate change is going to do the exact same thing. Therefore, if national emergency applies to this, it should apply to this as well. And if we're going to lock everyone in a cage due to a national emergency like the Cervasa sickness, well, why wouldn't we lock everyone in a cage due to an even bigger national emergency, which is climate change in their opinion? The fawning press gave him a break. As you'd imagine, the United Nations, the author says, uh, at their website, this is a quote directly from the United Nations website, what you need to know about the climate emergency. The European Parliament has declared one. So have hundreds of jurisdictions in at least 39 countries, including UK, Canada, Japan, Bangladesh. Climate activist Greta Thunberg gave away the game plan in 2019 when she said, I want you to panic. And I want you to act as if you would, oh, as if you would in a crisis. Emergencies are an excuse to do whatever you want. <laughs> Jeez. And here, I think the author gives some history. U.S. presidents can declare national emergencies as spelled out in the 1976 National Emergencies Act. You know, it's it's always like that, isn't it? Where they usurp power and control on the basis of something that everyone is in favor of, or they do it on the basis of something that seems rather benign or benevolent. And then sometimes two years, you know, sometimes faster, but then 10 years, 20 years down the road, all of a sudden, this exact same thing is being used to usurp power for a completely different reason. And what's amazing is all the do-gooders that at the time are proponents of, you know, We'll use 1976 Emergency Act as an example. All the do-gooders back then that were in favor of this, they never give a thought, not even one, as to how government or some sort of psychopath or megalomaniac that becomes president is going to leverage this type of power and control in the future. Someone that doesn't even exist or someone that isn't even on the political horizon right now, someone that you don't even know about how they are going to take this and leverage it to do things that you don't like, that are far from benevolent, far from benign. And this happens, what's amazing is this happens over and over and over and over again throughout history, not just in the United States, everywhere. But yet for some people, for some reason, people forget that. They have just this recency bias. 
you know, I was preaching that on this channel during the Cerveza sickness, saying you do not want to get on that slippery slope that is a medicine mandate. We don't even want to be on that slippery slope. And everyone, you know, not everyone, but all the people that push back on that are like, well, we got to do something. We got to do something. I mean, we got this and we need the government to step in because you could just have some crazy person that doesn't wear a mask that's out there just walking around and just spreading the old cerveza sickness. And that's not fair to the old people. You want to say grandma, don't you? And they never, ever acknowledge, well, okay, what are the trade-offs now? But what are the trade-offs in the future? What could the costs be in the future if we give an entity like the government this type of power? We already know that government attracts sociopaths. And we know that the bigger the government is, the bigger the sociopath wants to be in control of that. So it's, it's just beyond me that we never, ever, ever learn this lesson. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Ceresna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow Rebel Capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. Let's keep going here. When the president declares a national emergency, no powers or authorities made available by the statute for use in the event of an emergency shall be exercised unless and until the president specifies the provision of the law under which he proposes that he or other officers will act. So unfortunately, what this assumes is that we are a nation of law and not of men. And if the Cerveza sickness taught us anything, it should be, if you create enough fear, people will totally ignore the law. I mean, look at the Federal Reserve Act, for heaven's sakes. They're literally buying corporate debt. Well, they're doing it through a special purpose vehicle. Right. But, you know, that's totally against the spirit of the law. And CNBC didn't even mention it. Like, didn't even mention it. Like, hey, wait a minute. Do they actually have the legal ability to do that? They didn't even bat an eye. Why? Because there was enough fear to where people just didn't care. They just wanted a solution now. Is it unconstitutional? I don't care. I just want, I'm, I'm too afraid now. I need something to make it so I, I, I'm not panicking, right? We, we just want to get rid of that anxiety as, as fast as we possibly can. And if it means breaking a bunch of laws, if it means ignoring the Constitution, if it means ignoring the Federal Reserve Act, so be it. But that's not the way it always was in the United States. There was a time when, and obviously this happens throughout history where you go through these cycles, but there was a time when the law superseded everything, or at least with the majority of the, this was the public attitude, right? Whether that happened in practice or not, I think is another discussion. 
But now it's the complete opposite. It, it, it's not the law supersedes anything. It's just whatever the president decides supersedes anything. So now they're talking about the power grid and the problems that they've had in California. And I mean, this is a great point. Is there any stretch or is it a stretch to assume that, you know, with all these problems that they have with the power grid, especially when they force everyone to drive an electric car, then they say, okay, well, Monday through Friday. In fact, you know what it'll be like? Here's a prediction for you. I don't make too many predictions, but this is likely what I think you'll see come to California in the very near future. Well, I would say in the next five years or so. I think here in Medellin, it's very, uh, it's right down in a valley. For those of you who have been here, you know what I'm talking about. And their roads are, their roads are good. You know, they're not like a lot of potholes and whatnot, but they don't have like all these highway systems so you can get places fast. So one of the things they do, which is just completely ridiculous, is they have this thing called Piku Plaka. So based on the... I forgot what it is. It's like the last three digits of your license plate or something like that. There's one day a week you can't drive. And it's like from like 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. or something like that in the city. Now, as soon as you get like just a couple streets up, uh, up to an area called Las Palmas, uh, it's no longer applicable. And then once you're in any of the exterior little towns or neighborhoods or villages or whatnot, it, it doesn't apply. It's just like to downtown Medellin. But I would not be surprised if you see something like this in the in especially in like California, and especially when they start rolling out all these crazy things, forcing people to get an electric car that puts even more strain on the grid. Where they have something very similar to Pico Placa, but it, it's it's more so uh, that you can't charge your car on this day, you can't leave the house on this day. We've got way too much traffic in Los Angeles, so if you have a uh, your license plate number that ends in blah, 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 blah. You can only drive on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then on Wednesday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you have to take public transport or something like that. Um, that would not surprise me at all. And I think that most Californians would probably uh, vote for that because then what would happen is all you say, no, George, there's no way anyone would vote for that. Sure they would because the rich people would want to seem like do-gooders and the rich people would do exactly what the rich people here do. They just buy two cars. <laughs> they make sure that the license plates are different. So they still drive. It doesn't do anything. It just impacts the poor people and the middle class, which is pretty much par for the course with California. You know, let's let these rich elite people that really don't pay any tax because they're all capital gains. They sit back and enjoy California and they just stick it to the poor and middle class where they vote for something like this because they want to take care of the earth. They're a do-gooder. They, they buy into the Greta Thunberg type of narrative, but uh, I'm still going to own 15 cars so I can drive whenever I want and fly around in my private jet. That's how these things always work. Here he concludes by saying climate lockdowns still sound like crazy town. Not if you're a rebel capitalist. <laughs> not if you've been predicting accurately uh, all the crazy events that we've had since 2020, which most of you on this live stream have. He, he goes on to say, but the urge to curtail individual freedom is visible in count, countless governments. Well, can't agree with that anymore. Uh, media think tank blueprints for a controlled future. Saner, mind, saner minds should prevail. Well, they sure haven't the last three years, so I don't know why they would in the next three years. The Climate Emergency Act of 2021 evidently died in the committee, right? But see, again, with those things, 
it's like that you got to throw it out a trial balloon and you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And eventually a lot of these things pass to show how adolescent this has become last year's Swiss environment minister, Simonetta Samu Ruga suggested that residents shower together to see. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 And, but you know, what's, what's so hilarious is the world economic forum, the global elite, the mainstream media would act other than the wall street journal would actually take this person seriously. While if you're someone that comes out and says, Hey, maybe the cost benefit analysis to the old medicine mandates don't make sense. Then they label you a crazy conspiracy theorist, but Simonetta is, is thinking very, very clearly and very rationally. <laughs> That's the upside down world that we live in. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism, and enjoy your Labor Day, Josh. It's it, it's it's Labor Day, my friend. <laughs> you also thought it was Memorial Day, so I don't I, think they can. I asked you, and you said it was Memorial Day, so I just. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you in the next video.